1: I just eliminated the whole thing for six months. So my state of mind was I don't need this and I'm not sure what this is doing. And it's not making me feel good right now. I'm not learning anything positive that I can't learn by not being on Facebook. So I got rid of it. It's almost like at first it's like leaving coffee. All of the habits are there, like pick up your phone and like click on something. You could tell that I've been conditioned by this app. It started to crash a little bit. And then I felt horrible. Then I felt disconnected. And then like three days later, it's like going to retreat. I was like, I have all this time now because I'm not concerned about these things. Right. So here are some ways my life changed. One is I started reading a lot more, started watching movies. My, my thoughts got clearer. I felt like there was less contamination, like I, I'm, a, I'm a plant. And somebody took me out of a garden full of weeds and planted me in another place. And so I was able to regrow. But I felt like I could grow without the influence of other things around me. It's a wonderful
0: chaos, youth, random, messy, and glorious. Solo or tandem, we work to find rest, we fight to find peace, Both head and the
1: heart, like
0: and So
1: what are we doing here? You mean listening to
0: this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the that I
1: And the atheists pray.
0: It's a wonderful chaos
2: today we have our dear friend frank diaz and we're going to talk about his love hate relationship with facebook
0: frank diaz it is so fun to have frank on the show because like let's be honest frank doesn't need to do a show like this no he's a professor at indiana university he's just here because of us he's here because of us he's uh a Zen Buddhist teacher ordained six years ago, he's really leading the way for mindfulness and music. So he, he is really, uh, I would say, the pioneer in an area which is only now becoming more recognized throughout the world. Yeah. And he was doing it when everyone was like, what the hell is this and why are you doing it? And now it's like he's the go-to man for music and mindfulness in university level. Music and mindfulness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And he also, in the chapter of the book, he let you teach his class. Yeah. Like yeah. you guys met, and he was like, "Hey, you're a Buddhist."
0: You're <laughs> yeah, like- that's what he said. Yeah, of and course. you said, "I guess so." I, <laughs> I I had to understand what he meant by it, but in time, I learned that the way that I navigate life is loving detachment, which is not like a mental construct. It's loving it, but also allowing it just to be as it is. So not 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 holding on to it and trying to control it. And I don't know. He might elaborate on that and, and correct it but that's what i took away from his uh reflection back to me and i yeah. said yeah i completely feel that so
2: yeah yeah and he he actually for the show he promised uh to give us a twist i'm really wanting to bring him on actually
0: yeah so let's bring him on mr Da-da-da-da. frank Da-da-da. diaz
1: hey. hey hey it's great to be here
0: thank you for selling your name by joining us
1: Hey, listen. I'm, I'm always for sale,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, just to, just to set up the show, if I may, just to give more context. So I love seeing Frank on Facebook and during the political upheaval in America last year, Frank was starting to make comments online. And whenever I see comments being made online, I got like two parts of my mind go off. One is go for it, Frank. And the other is, oh, fuck, I don't want to be part of the aftermath. So so there's these polar polarities, like totally fighting with like, go for it, Frank, fight the good fight. And then, oh, Jesus, now the now the, the backlash, the backlash. Yeah. And so I saw this going on and I have to say I projected on to you, Frank. No. So like not in like the negative, like like I thought, Frank, what are you doing to yourself? That's what I'm saying over here. Like you don't need this shit in your life. This is my narrative. <laughs> and then i'm like you don't need this shit in your life you don't need it. and then of course about two weeks three weeks after all these all of a sudden he says guys i've had enough and then he leaves facebook and yep. then a few months later he comes back on and that was when i reached out to him and said frank are you willing to come on to do a show my love hate relationship with facebook
1: Frank, yeah yeah yeah, Bro. 6 months. I think I was off for like 6 months. You were off for 6 months. And I mean gone. Like I had I completely destroyed my account. Uh actually I I archived it cuz I'm vain, but uh but I but I destroyed it. I want to know like take me back to the moment before
0: you left. Like help me understand what was going on in your mind and what sure. was the thing that said, okay, this is it. I'm leaving. Like give me a oh.
1: Oh, man. First of all, I, I think, again, thanks for having me on the show. And, and So uh, I think we talked about it a little bit afterwards, but what happened is, I, you know, I wake up in the morning and, uh, of course, COVID's going on all over the world. You know, it's a big concern. Things are serious. And I find out that, you know, Donald Trump has COVID, right? Donald Trump has COVID. And, and it, I think it was early enough in the morning that my, you know, my rational mind hadn't kicked in. And the first thing I thought was, man. That sucks. Right. Like, and I was surprised by that reaction. I was like, wait, shouldn't I be like, yeah, you Baba. I can't believe you. You, Of course you got COVID. But I was really sad uh, because I just don't want anybody to get COVID. I mean, I don't care if the guy did all the things. I mean, I do care, but I was like, Mm -hmm. ah, so I went online and I'm watching people post like, just like you deserve it you're a terrible human. This is what you get. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling that way. And because I have been taught, I grew up in a, in a, in a family where you didn't hide your emotions or your thought, you just talked, Right. And I don't know if it's a Cuban culture thing, but it's my dad. Maybe my dad was a political prisoner in Cuba. So when he was, when he was released, right. Like you know, I was a young kid. And one of the things we did was, or one of the things he valued was just being open. Like you just talk. And if, and if you argue, that's fine. Your your point, your existence does not. You know, you don't have to agree with everybody all the time. So I had disagreements as a kid about politics and everything, and then we'd be like, "Yeah, cool, man, let's let's go do whatever." Right? It wasn't a big deal. Well, now you know, disagreement means like shunning, right? Like you can't talk. So I went online and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I don't wish COVID on anybody. This is terrible, you know, including the president." And and the minute I posted it, you know, because I wanted to just post an opposite opinion. Oh man. It was it was brutal. Um, you know, I had some people that were like, "Yeah, well, thanks for being, you know, kind and being consistent, right?" And then some of some people I really love were like, "No, I I don't agree with you at all, and this is ridiculous, and he deserves it." And you know, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm and I'm judge, and I'm my inner narrative is exactly what what Andy says. Like, why am I doing this? Like, what, what, how is this in any way shaping, helping me, other people? And and I mean, that was the, the strong narrative. Another side of me was like, no, damn it. If people are going to go out there and say what they're going to say, then, you know, I get to say it too. Why am I any different? So at that particular moment in my life, I just thought I'm spending too much time on this stupid thing. I'm arguing with people. It's not going to make a difference. You know, I don't People know who I am. If you know me, you know me, you know, and if you like me, you like me. And that's just life, right? It's also a really privileged position to be in, right? Because tenured professor you know steady job i don't have to worry so much about you know yeah. put you know pushing buttons so so i just decided that day i'm done i put a little post up i am done and you know in the past i have deactivated my account but come back this was canceling my account like you know facebook was ominous you will lose all these friends and all these pictures and contacts so i'm like yeah yeah it's cool kill me Kill me right now. Wow. It's, your online identity is swiped. swiped wow. right? Be- before you did that,
2: Frank, how many yeah. people unfriended you?
1: Uh, You know, I don't ever look. <laughs> I really don't. I don't count my friends. I knew at that point that I was reaching the limit of how many friends you could have. And I'll talk about that later if we get to it. Like, you know, Facebook is like an extended mind for me. Um, and that's actually one of the positives of it. Uh, mm. And I'll talk about that later if you want to talk mm. about it, but yeah. I was like, man, I, I, um, I've, I've been unfriended before, but usually I'm the one to unfriend someone uh, after, I mean, after they've just been nasty, like yeah. I, I have a high threshold, you know? Me too, yeah. Like, right, yeah. So, so at that point I just left. And I think, uh, now recovering that a lot of people thought I unfriended them, you know, because they don't, you know, they're like, Oh, Frank, you know, I, I started giving you know, I started to rebuild my friends list, trying to remember who was on this thing. And some people like won't friend me because they're like, no, you know, you you, you unfriended me. No, I I oh. unfriended the whole universe. So, you know? so
0: people didn't realize, of course, because no one's just following me. They didn't realize that you just left and came back as opposed yep. to just unfriended them.
1: Yeah, I get messages like, "Is this the real Frank Diaz?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is me, buddy." You know? Did I did I write that to you or not? I don't even you remember. You did, you yeah. did. I sent that to you. You're like, I thought we were already friends. You know, <laughs> 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 it's, you know and some people are like, I I anyway, I, you know, I have really good friends who are like, "Wait, like, did you unfriend me and friend me back? Did I do something?" Like, no, it's a really simple explanation. Occam's razor here. I just eliminated the whole thing. Yeah, for six months. So, so. Basically, what what you know to answer your question is my state of mind was I don't need this and I'm not sure what this is doing and it's not making me feel good right now. I'm not learning anything positive that I can't learn by not being on Facebook, so I got rid of it and then I switched over to Twitter and that's a totally different thing and a different world and now it's kind of reversed. You know, I'm back on Facebook and
0: and I want to know like if you had to describe your life after Facebook, how do you how did it change? Oh, man. God.
1: So the fir- it, it's almost like at first it's like leaving coffee. You know, it's like you're a caffeine high and you're like, oh, I'm not drinking coffee anymore. I think the first few days are super hard. Like all of the habits are there. Like pick up your phone and like click on something. You could tell that I've been conditioned by 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 this app. Right. Like I decided to be conditioned. Um uh, I would have an idea and I'd want to be, I want to discuss it with somebody. And of course, you know, I'm married. I have a kid. They don't want to hear my ideas anymore. I mean, why would they, you know? So I'm like, who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to discuss this with? it's. I don't have anybody. So it was like, it started to crash a little bit. And then I felt horrible. <laughs> then I felt disconnected. And then like three days later, it's like going to retreat. I was like, I have all this time now because I'm not concerned about these things. Right. So here are some ways my life changed. One is I started reading a lot more. Started reading, started watching movies. Um, I my my thoughts got clearer. I I, in fact, if that's it's strange. Like I felt like there was less contamination. (laughs) Mm. You know, like I didn't, and I felt, um, in many ways, like I was, you know, what it felt like. It felt like somebody had, um, taken me out of like I'm a I'm a plant, and somebody took me out of a garden full of weeds and planted me in another place. And so I was able to regrow and their weeds are coming. Don't, I mean, there's no, the weeds are coming and they're my friends and all that. But, but I felt like I could grow without the influence of other things around me. Mm. And, uh, but, but then in the end, it was not good. I started to get really lonely. Um, and that's kind of the, why I came back on, you know, it was, I, 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 it was the right thing to do at that point in my life.
2: Mm. You start to get lonely.
1: Yeah. You know, let's look at our lives right now, right? All of us are hyper-connected. I mean, anybody who participates in the social media world or anybody who has to participate in the social media world because of their job or because of what they're calling, right? If you're a photographer, it helps to have social media. If you are a writer, it helps to have social media, right? That's how you make contacts. That's how you exist in people's worlds now, right? They forget you if you're not on there, unless you're like some, you know, you got to be like Noam Chomsky or something. Stephen King. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like we, we I, I know Jimmy Carter exists. I don't need to find him on Facebook, you know, but yeah. Frank, yes, you know, yeah, he's maybe, maybe a cool dude to some people who are into whatever I'm into. But if I'm not there showing up on their feed, I stop existing and they stop communicating with me. And so as wow. less and less people communicated with me, I started to feel this like very instinctual social animal urge which is you know if you look at any of the developmental psychology or if you just search yourself you're we're social animals right mm. like we like to be in 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 packs and eat, eat you know we, we we organize ourselves this way and that started to because i didn't have contacts with my my extended group of friends and my it started to feel really lonely and and i started mm. to get sad and what really triggered it man i I'll tell you, this was an emotional thing. I was asked to present for um, a conference, uh, American String Teachers Association. And, you know, I was like, great, put the conference together. And I showed up and, you know, and I'm on Zoom and I see all these people who I haven't seen in like six months on Facebook who who I love, like who are my friends. And and they're like, hey, Frank, it's so great to see you, you know, and it was like, welcome back, Cotter. I mean, it was like, oh, man, this is great. Like there should have been like a beautiful theme song reunited and (laughs) we
0: feel so good
1: and (laughs) and i was like what why why this is what i'm missing i'm missing seeing my friend suhan and his new job because i i'm wired in a way where this is i don't know where this comes from i don't know if it's my mom or my dad's influence i really enjoy when people have successes in their lives i know it sounds trite and weird and like i'm putting myself up But I'm not. When when other people succeed and they're my friends, I feel really good. I'm like, yeah, Andy's got this new book, man. This is great. Like, go Andy. I don't feel like, why don't I have a book? Yeah. No. No. Although sometimes I do feel like, why yeah. don't I have a book? Yeah. <laughs> of course you do have a book, don't you? No, I, I have like eight books that I'm writing and none of them are ever going to get written. Okay. But, or they will someday they'll, they'll, they'll spring forth. So, so loneliness um, is what started, uh, you know, and, and connection is what said, okay, l- l- that's what urged me to try to come back on. Mm. So that's where I'm back. You know, I'm like, okay, but, but, but now again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, not now that look, that
0: look, I want to ask about that look. So you go away, you yeah. go into the desert, you, 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 you're Jesus in the desert. And then yeah. you say, okay, I'm coming back into the village. Yes. Now you've come back in, you've learned a lot from being out in the desert. So the question I have for you is what did you not do when you came back into the village or what did you, like, where have you stepped in the same pile of shit that you did before oh, if, at all?
1: Yeah. So, well, well, karma is powerful, right? So I, I like to use the the sort of Buddhist philosophy interpretation of karma, which is a, a psychological habits, right? Well, yeah. there's, there's a way that we talk about karma, about being habits of mind of, of how we interact with the world. And, you know, you can't uproot them all. They're always going to be there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you can reshift them. You can repurpose them. And my karma is to sort of do some of the things I've done before. sort of like, uh, you know, habitually and subliminally. Like, so here's some things. Um at first, I was like, just like, hey, here's a picture. Look, I'm in Oregon. Yay. Isn't this pretty? Yeah, a pretty picture. <laughs> and then it became like, man, I've got to make a comment about this. Because if I don't, like, the world will not know my opinion. Like, you know, <laughs> like there's some stupid part of me is like, people need to know what Frank People need
0: to know what I feel on this subject.
1: subject. Well, I, I, I know ex- how ridiculous that sounds, but I'm just being honest. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got to post this. This is, you know, this is a really good opinion that people should hear. And uh, so so that's where I get in trouble is that I, I will post things and I feel like there's opinions about things. It could be politics, it could be religion, it could be life or whatever. Mm. And, and I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can relate to this. And by the way, I, I want to be clear, like social media to me is not inherently good or inherently bad. There's no inherentness there. It's like what it's like anything else It's how it combines in certain situations, with certain people and personalities, and what it produces, it's kind of like an emergent phenomena, right? Like whatever yeah. happens, happens, and it's good for some people, bad for others. So, <laughs> the mistake I make is that I do that, right? And what I really should do is just decide I'm going to post this, and and I'm okay with whatever the consequences are. Yeah, I'm so brave. I'm so individualistic, right? But the minute I post it, it's like yeah, and then I'm like, oh man. <laughs> Ooh, like, is that is that really what I think? I've already changed my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, what what are people responding to? Oh gosh, okay, everybody's okay. But here's the one that kills me, right? Like, I start imagining responses. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm so important that everybody out there is like, what does Frank think about the situation in Cuba? You know, like <laughs> maybe some people care, but maybe other people do care. And I'm like, oh man, like what are these people thinking? And then those things become real in my head. Like, I feel like there are people sitting in some space somewhere judging my answers and me. And so, of mm-hmm. course, what I want to do there is engage them, right? I'm like, well, well, let's talk about it. But, you know, it's social media, nobody has to engage with you, right? Yeah. So then then it's like, oh, then there's like regret. Oh, why did I post? and then indifference, like whatever. And then the final one, like, you know, defiance, you know, like, well, th- that's, that's what I wanted to post anyway. Yeah. So, again, I'm falling into this trap of not. Knowing clearly what my intention is when I post something.
2: Yeah. And
1: and being okay with the consequences, right? Like, I just need to be okay. When I post something, because it doesn't matter what the hell you post, to be honest. I mean, there are consequences one way or the other, positive and negative. I mean, there's no right way to post on Facebook. I hate that idea. You know, and I have people who are so self-righteous about this. I got a buddy who I love, who I love, dear friend, who's like, yeah, I don't do social media. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, you're just above it all. You know, like, what an enlightened master you are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so so I'm not that guy. I get it. Like, some people are looking at my cat. Cool, man. Your cat's awesome, you know? And other people are like, listen to my diatribe. I've got this thing I've got to say,
0: right?
1: Oh, yeah. so, you know, that that's that's the thing. I wish I I did it with more intentionality and I started that way, but I'm I'm already like already gone. I'm already like kicking back.
2: Yeah. It's it's really emotional to me. Like there there, there has been a, a time in my life to to end Facebook, and I do and I do see that those are the moments when I allow the app to use me instead of me using the app. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I actually have to put a timer on, like I'll make an, a strict agreement for like a few weeks. And okay, this part of the day is Facebook. I'm going to post some stuff and off. You're not going to go back and look at comments. You're not going to... So I have to have certain things in the go so that I don't get taken by the wave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. I, like really using it intentionally because... The idea of deleting it and losing touch with family and uh, I've, I spent whole COVID deleting over 1,500 people and now <laughs> I now actually can see the newsfeed of friends. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That, that's really a big one also. Yeah. And yeah, use it for business. Of course. Yeah. In in, in a big freaking
1: way. Yeah. And Bombos for business now. I mean, I... I I don't do what you guys do where, you know, you're, you're living outside of academia and you're, and you're working in a different world than I am. But, you know, even when I do things like mindfulness workshops, right, I have to cultivate a particular personality for certain people who are my friends who are like, well, if I'm going to go do mindfulness with this guy, then he should be a person that kind of in some ways reflects that. And I have to fight that because, of course, nobody is their job, right? Like that's not where that's part of who we are. So how do you how do you balance somebody who wants to be your friend on there and and wants to know a little bit more about you? But also, you don't want to get so far that they're like, well, that's that's not the person I thought they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for, for some people, that could be a loss of business, right? Yeah. Um, or, or for other people, it could also be, wow, that's a really authentic human being and I want to connect with them, right? And and both things can be true. But what you said that I find fascinating and I, and I actually wrote it in my notes before uh, the show is exactly, is exactly what you said. I don't want the app to use me. I want to use the app. And what we forget is that, well, I forget, is that the people who run Facebook and Twitter and Instagram have are spending millions of dollars with consultants, psychologists, advertisers who understand how to get us hooked on things. Yeah. And-
2: I call them Satan's little helpers. <laughs>
1: I mean, right? Yeah, and, and and I feel like, oh, I'm sophisticated enough. I'm not gonna get caught in that. But yeah. the reality is, I'm outmanned. I mean, they, they're so good at it. So good. Uh, you guys, did you guys see the social dilemma? Have you yeah, seen that movie? No. Yeah, oh. I did not see it. Oh man, that, that that's I I watched that movie about two days before I went offline. Also, mm-hmm. and as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, this is even deeper than I thought. Like oh. holy crap, the manipulation, the timing, like the variables that they use, and yeah. So anyway, that I, I just want to say that 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 yeah. I totally feel you there and, and understand that particular perspective. But I'm wondering, Bumble, it's like you're you. If I remember correctly, for you, your your photography, the things that you do as a photographer as an artist, are very much about authenticity. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's that's your angle, but it's also who you are, right? It's that that's a thing for you. So. I'm curious when you say that, do you feel like, do you ever feel like, okay, I need to be authentically who I am on Facebook, uh, both as a business person and as a, you know, as a sort of just everyday human being? Do those two things coincide for you? Or are they consistent?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I'll go for periods without posting <clears throat> for two reasons. Or I'm really busy or I don't have anything to say.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I wish I had that. I wish I'd never had something to say about something. <laughs>
2: But when when we talk about, um, in quotes, good and bad, like, uh, it has to do with intention. Yeah. And sometimes I'll go on Facebook, like, especially during COVID, I was just needing love. I needed, like, Mm. a a hug. I I needed some kind of human interaction. Where in the past, if I needed that, I'll go out in a cafe. I'll start talking to people, get a Mm. hug from a stranger. And now that shit wasn't there. So, in a way, Facebook was a blessing and yeah. a curse because world war ii people didn't have like there was war you're cut off from the world right yeah yeah and in in these times we actually stayed connected and we could share what was happening for us how we're feeling how we're experiencing the world mm.
1: yeah um, I and i missed that too that's what i meant partially by lonely you know and by the way it's i have let me, let me just be clear like I have a, a, in many ways, a charmed life. Like I'm not, you know, I have a wonderful family and I have a good core friends here. Like, what am I bitching about? You know, I shouldn't be, but the reality is for me personally, I need a bigger, I need a bigger field of people. Um, It's just how I'm wired um, and how I've been conditioned to, to, and I enjoy people. I honestly enjoy being around people. I don't, I can't do it all the time. I need my quiet time. You know, I need mm. to uh, unwind, but like, if you put me in a group of people after the initial sort of weirdness, I just love being around people and hearing what they got to say and conversing with them. And uh, I, I felt I love that. you say, I love the vulnerability of saying you, you needed love. So did I, like, you know, in, in this field, like academia, like if you do one good thing, nobody knows <laughs> it goes on a CV. It's nice on occasion to get a buddy to be like, hey, Frank, congratulations, man. That's great. And hey, I miss you. You know, you're a buddy, and 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 I miss you. And then I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm human, right? And that uh, what a blessing to have Facebook in that way, or Twi- Facebook, I, I'll, Twitter, and Instagram are different beasts, I think, uh, mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic because it really did do that. Um, at least for me, afterwards, you know, after I went through that six month period, <laughs> as Jesus in the desert. <laughs> 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 that analogy, man. <laughs> oh, so. so- I can so, see my parish priest being like Frank is nothing like Jesus, and we'll yeah. never be like- <laughs>
2: so so Frank, because you're Buddhist, and I'm pro- I'm projecting enlightenment <laughs> on you.
1: <Nice. laughs> I'm projecting back, man. <laughs> yeah, um, can, I can put a
0: halo around my head here? Now as
1: well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: do you, like when you so you've written a post, let, okay, and you're about to click send. Are you also present, like helicopter view, looking at yourself and, and tuning into, okay, I'm going to push the button. What do I want out of this? Yeah. Like, what is really the intention? And what,
1: yeah. Yeah, when I'm practicing what I what I'm supposed to practice, that's what happens. Right. So, you know, my, my particular uh, affinity or, or lineage for in Buddhism is uh, the, the Soto Rinzai school of, of Dogen, uh, which is you know, a particular Buddhist teacher. And Dogen's thing was like, look, the, the, the point of of Buddhist practice is being aware. Just being like that's the fundamental thing. Like whenever you do something, just be aware of what's going on, and mm. and that implies a certain level mm. of what. Like okay, stop, pause, and now check your intention. It doesn't mean yeah. necessarily knowledge of everything, but at least you know why you're doing something. So you know that's the ongoing practice that Dogan talks about. Um, actually, uh, and when I am doing that, that's exactly what happens when i'm not doing that um, the opposite happens which is i just post and sometimes i'm lucky and it's a good post and it it gives me what i what i need whatever it is that i need that i can't articulate at that moment mm-hmm. but uh, more often than not when i post without being aware that's usually what happens and that's a good right that's that that can be transferred to a lots of things in our lives right how we speak to people you know, and, and anyway, it, it's interesting to me. Uh, I gave a talk yesterday about this uh, this Dogen guy, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, I talked about this one thing. He has this writing uh, called uh, Shobogenzo, which is his collection of works. But Genjo Koan is, is a particular writing for lay people. So it's Dogen the monk talking to lay practitioners that were interested mm-hmm. in him. And one of the things he said in there that I think really applies is there's this section of it that says, you know, uh, the Buddhist path or Buddhist practice is about studying the self, right? So you, you're always trying to be aware of yourself. Your self is the locus of all activity that you can mm-hmm. ever experience, right? So then it says to study the self is to forget the self. What the heck does that mean? Well, to forget the self means to be open to different possibilities so that you're not stuck in one area and going, oh, I get it. No, look at all this other stuff that's going on here that you're not taking account of or all the different perspectives that you might have even within yourself. Right. And then finally, the last one is no matter what's going on, right. um, You're always being actualized by many things. So Mm -hmm. in that self, everything is included, your thoughts, your perceptions, your relationships, social media, and whatever that does for you. Right. All of that is in there. And so what he's saying again is to just, just, I like the second one is forget the self form and forget what you think is happening here and open yourself up and go, okay, what, what do I want here? Where's my intention? And where's this leading? Where did could this possibly lead? Right. And so I am in that way. I think it relates.
2: Mm. Nice.
1: You guys were giggling. I wonder if there's something fun in the chat. Well, I I
2: was, I, I guess I was giggling because as you were speaking, I completely forgot what I wanted to say. Do you know the group hashtag? And it's fucking great. Yeah. I'm on there. Yeah. Yes. um so i never see you comment anything but what i want to say to you is <laughs> i use it as a tool like sometimes if i want to do something and i and i'm not allowing myself to do it i'll go on there and i'll be like i want to do this and it's fucking great or yeah. i just posted this and it's fucking great
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i i use that tool mentally and i teach it to people uh i stole mm. it from andy i tell them it's andy's tool
0: nice yeah thank you for that. actually it's not it's, oh, it's not, not, but that's okay. It's, oh, man. I've it's Peter Koenig. It's Peter Koenig's tool, which I adopted and modulated, but it's really his tool. And he yeah. probably stole it from somebody else, as we all know. This stuff is never made it's in It's acknowledged it. in the book, so. Um, yeah. Bo Along, who we all know from South Africa, he is one of the biggest provocateurs I know on I know. social media. So if, if anyone who doesn't who likes to watch people set fires in trash cans and leave then go to <laughs> Bolalong and enjoy his feet because what Bolalong does is he basically finds a lot of individuals who uh who are usually very uh caught up in religion and then he poses questions which religion has a very to- hard time answering and then yeah. he lets people defend themselves and then it becomes this beautiful menagerie of chaos.
2: I mean, you can tell from his profile picture that <laughs> yes, he's a troublemaker. With,
0: with both <laughs> arms crossed, like, You're, you don't fuck with me. So <laughs> he says, and no big surprise, I've never regretted what I've posted on social media. That was on my mind then. Um, yep. And and I and I see, and, and there's an interesting thing I'm going to, um, I think that's very interesting is that when I believe that we create through our post and how we show ourselves to the world, a certain persona. Yep. And so some people can get away with being the provocateur because people project onto them. That's who they are. Yep. And then others who are maybe showing baby pictures one day. And then the next day saying, I hate this political figure. Those people tend to be like, they, they, they they grate on, on people because on one level, it's almost like they feel people sort of, they judge that behavior more. I, at least what I've noticed. So with bolalong along, I think it works to his personality type and how he's created his friend group, but yeah. I believe other people couldn't get away with it.
1: That's, that's excellent. And I think it's an excellent point. And that's part of, I actually fall more into the second category, which is, yeah. you know, I'm a complex person like anybody else. I'm not one thing, um, you know, and we have this, Bizarre idea that we have to be one thing. That you know that that we're this continuous self that that is the same in mm. every situation, which is just not true. Now you can cultivate an aspect of yourself, and you can use that aspect of yourself to to interact with the rest of the world. And there's aspects of yourself that you don't in- use to interact with the rest of the world, right? But we're these complex creatures, and uh, you know I've I've been the provocateur. Actually, there's an element of me that's very provocateur-ish, and and actually, I've had to really tamp it down because. And here's why: it's it's a very uh, interesting dilemma. The provocateur for me, when I was younger, really kind of uh, gave me an identity among a crowd of people that, in my field, are very like, yes, rules. This is the way things are, and you know, very you know, this is the process and this is the right way to do it. And this is the right way to do a thing. And I was never, that wasn't my thing. So I poked, I poked. And there were people who wanted to be that person who were like, yeah, Frank, poke, poke, piss them off, you know? And at some point I realized like, wait a minute, that's not everything I am. I'm also like a nice guy, you know, who like, Mm. (laughs) who cares about people and doesn't want to hurt their feelings. And, you know, and so you get stuck in those roles and then that doesn't let you grow, And doesn't let you explore other sides of yourself. And one of the bad parts about social media, and I find this is one of the hardest things for me to do, is to friend somebody who knew me 20 years ago. And now I'm a grown-ass man, you know, with with kids and a different world. And by the way, I have to think about that, right? Because it's not just about me anymore. When I post something and it affects me, it also affects my wife and my kid. Wow. Wow. Right. Like, you know, people are like, why don't you just say what you think? Here's why, dude, because I have a salary. And at some point, if I lose that salary it's not just me, it's my kid who suffers. And as as, you know, why does that matter so much? Well, because I grew up dirt poor. I'm an immigrant from Cuba that showed up here when I was six years old with a family that didn't speak English who had to climb and climb and climb to get to a what? regular sort of standard privileged american life and you know what i'm not gonna de- deny that that's nice and i don't want my kid to go through that shit yeah you know so i'm gonna be less risky now that i oh i'm not just responsible for me i'm responsible for a lot of other people right yeah. so that's, that's a pretty tough beautiful battle. yeah you know it's not just about me so yeah the provocateur I, listen i get it <laughs> i i love that um
2: Uh, But but, I mean, mean, we're talking about identity here. Sure, Yeah. And what part of you
0: actually needs to express. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to get to that point. Okay, so now I want to go back to a question Bambos asked you. (laughs) Bambos asked you and I wanted to go one step deeper into a question you asked earlier. When you're about to post, I have. So so when I read your post, let me share with you how it processes me. Yeah. That's one of the hundred voices I hear in my head is articulated in your post. Yeah. And then I realized when I hear that voice in my head, that could also write the post. I also see, Oh, if the context of the reader is here, then I understand that they'll get it. If the context of the reader is here, I know that. So I already know that it's 100 percent like it's like there's no there's no experiment in it. It's it's just so you're, you're saying that you you're you already know what the reactions are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I know from the you know, when when Frank said, you know, Dogen, consciousness of consciousness. Right. Which is basically are we aware of our own selves? I already can tell you several people in my feed are not aware of that. So if I send out a post and I know from their responses and their reactions in the past, they're not showing self-awareness, I already can predict with a high degree of certainty how they're going to react to a post. So I'm thinking to myself before sending it, why would I send this out? Because I don't see it serving them in my, it could be arrogant by stating that, but I'm going to say that, or me, because I don't want to go through my coaching practice of having to spend, spend time and energy on somebody who's not paying me. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and, no, it's interesting. And so, and so that's the process that goes on. And then I have the thought it goes and I don't send it. So I'm, I, and I'm always wondering, I've always thought in your case, what would make that you don't go through that same process?
1: No, I, I go through, there's aspects of that process that I go through, um, yeah. you know, but, but I think he, here's maybe a, a different thing for me. At some point you, you come to a realization in your life that no matter what you do, <laughs> you're going to, there's like streams of consequences, right? Like people are going to be like, yeah, some people, by the way, sometimes you'll post something like that and they'll be like, that's an interesting idea. I've never thought of that before. Sure. Right? And I never know who that person's going to be. Well, let me be clear. There are some people, you know, it's never going to be them. <laughs> you're like that person is never going to look at anything that I post and like get a new idea. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause that's just yeah. not how they're built. And then there's some people are like, Oh, whatever Frank says is cool. You know, fine. <laughs> Most people are in the middle. Like, Hey, I I get that. That's interesting. I'll say this, Andy's you know, one of the reasons I post that stuff and I don't think about it that way is because the way that my career and my life are right now, and the way that my relationships are all much more intertwined and holistic Um, Mm -hmm. uh, my fundamental orientation to life, the way that I look at life is in many ways already reflected in how I teach how i work with people how i make music how i have friendships so it comes from a particular core a way of thinking and it might be expressed through dogan i might talk about dogan i have a colleague a peter Mix, actually who i work with at IU who every time i bring up dogan he just kind of smirks and he says oh the guy from lost like you know in that series lost like that that guy who was in the temple and, you know like 10 years ago i would have laughed i would have been like offended like whoa no he's a serious philosopher i'm like yeah you Know Pete's not gonna dig Dogen, that's cool. He's still my friend, you know. He's not yeah, you know, other people will be like, Hey, wh- who's this monk? Who the hell's this guy? Man, that's kind of cool, right? That relates to me individually, so I will post it because I don't often know exactly what's gonna happen in that middle area. Uh-huh. And and sometimes what happens it's really cool, is that people will respond and say something to me. I'm like, I never thought about that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's when Facebook is working really well, right? Yeah. But you gotta curate that space <laughs> because we all know. What you get on that feed is like everything, right? So sometimes you post and you might get a bunch of weeds and one really cool flower. And you're like, hey, this is a nice flower. I'm going to take that, right? Or I'm going to yeah. make a nice offering, you know? And sometimes it's just weeds. I try to avoid getting a bunch of weeds <laughs> because it isn't worth it. But I don't want to give up uh, the, the flowers for the weeds in those situations. Mm-hmm.
2: Beautiful. Yeah. I, I think it's also contextual what you both shared in a way that if you're going to post something, or at least I've experienced that if I post something and it wasn't fully like I I wasn't standing fully behind it or something, it wasn't congruent. I'll see it's going to occupy a part of my brain and better. I go back and delete it because I I need that space. But if I post it as a way of, okay, bum, I'm letting go of this. Um, I, I, it's like this show. It's going to impact people. And some people is going to be like, yes, it makes a difference. And others is a no.
0: Yeah. You can't yeah. control that. Yeah, yeah. I so like It what is you're true. That you're right. Because yeah. when we do well, this hour long show, we're no different than posting something on on Facebook, actually. Yeah, that's exactly what I, was, what I
1: was what I was going to say is that, you know, we're creating a sort of fixed timeline of things uh, that you can go. It's a curated self. And that's not how selves actually work. Right. Like. We try to present it that way, but they're more complex, right? We're creating a narrative through shows, through posts, etc. And what's scary about it is that once you no longer stand by that narrative, then now that's already in there. So how yeah. do you actualize that? And what Bobbo said is actually one of my least favorite things about Facebook is that when I post something, there are times where I post it to just get it off my chest. It's like, it's out there now. Everybody needs to know it. And, and actually that's okay. That might have whatever reaction. I'm not worried. But sometimes I post it and what I do is I'm thinking, it it occupies space in my mind in a way that I don't want it to occupy space because now I have to worry about, wait, was I fully committed to that? Do I want to respond to this person? If I don't respond, am I being a jerk? If I do respond, am I just continuing something that isn't – It's it's controlling
0: you. (laughs) It's controlling you. Yeah,
1: right. right. It's 50% of my mental space. And at that moment, I just like don't want to do that. and so that happens at times. It doesn't always happen, but it does happen at times. That's one of the risks that we take by posting anything. On the other hand again, we go back to the, the uh, you know, a point I'll go back to a point I made before which is but sometimes you don't know how that post is going to manifest out in the social world and what it's going to make a difference for. And I, I'll just say this honestly, um over the last uh you know, I don't know how long I've had Facebook now, 13 14 years, I will occasionally get a Facebook message from somebody that'll say something like, "Hey, I really appreciate that you posted that. This really validated something on the timeline, mm. uh, and I appreciate you for saying that." And when we get those, I'm like, "I'll tell you one that really, really strikes hard." And I talk about my identity as 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 a Latino guy, and my mm. and my my pers- my my um, how I've that has impacted me as a professional. And in my life, how I see things differently because I grew up very differently. A lot of the people I work with and I'm around. And you know, some people are like, oh, I get it, Frank. You're Latinx, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. That's fine. You know, you're not special. Fine. I'm not saying that. But you know, I got friends and and students who are like, that's their identity too. And they look at that and they're like, hey, thanks for sharing that. I don't ever I don't often get to share that with people. That that I I relate to that really well. And so, man, that's That's cool, right? But I don't know when I post that, that that's going to happen. Sometimes I'm in Mm -hmm. Bumble's mind frame where I'm like, wait, what are people going to say? And it often pleasantly surprises me. Also, my wife is so good at contextualizing. She'll be like, Frank, 90 people liked your post and one person complained. And you're worried about the person that complained. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) I'm like stuck on that one person like, oh, crap. You know, what what did I do? Is this going to get back to my dean somehow? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had we've we've discussed because you know I was laughing and we were thinking about this. You know your show what two hundred and thirty five? That's yeah. two hundred and thirty five hours. And and we were realizing, yeah, plus. And we were yeah. talking about it, like if anyone wanted to make us look like shit, they could piece together however many portions they would want to, and all of a sudden we could look like the biggest jerks imaginable, and that yeah. would be okay. Yeah,
1: that would be OK. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, that's that's fine. And, it, you know, and and then for someone like me, where I'm thinking about the world that I coexist in, that could actually be damaging to my career. Yeah. So it's always a risk. Right. People can take what you say now online and piece it together. You know, I, w- I was telling somebody like I always I always fight with my privilege and also dislike of academia. Like I know it's a privileged position, but there are aspects about it that I really dislike. And I think sometimes what what would happen if I left? Or what if I went into administration or something like that? Well, you imagine like me applying for like a dean's position somewhere and then somebody going back and being like, oh, in episode 19 of uh, A a Wonderful Chaos, Frank had a stream of profanities and said something. And and now we're going to put them in front of these children, you know? Yeah. It might not happen. But it might, right? So, yeah. so that's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. So, yeah. at some point, you're just like, "This is the world we live in now, and you're not gonna find a perfect person that hasn't said something or done something that's, uh, you know, might offend somebody or might make it seem like you're out of character." Yeah. The opposite of that is to live a really reserved life that's very controlled and compacted and, and you know, career based, which I can't do. I'm willing to take the consequences of being an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Um, I just can't do that other life, man. It's not worth it. Uh, I don't care what, what the age, I just can't do it.
2: Yeah. Uh, a dear friend of mine, Frank, he also deleted Facebook, but he, he's, uh, let's say a diplomat. He posts some things about Israel. He goes to Israel and they interrogate him for four hours. They knew the names of his kids. They knew everything about his life and about his posts. So when he came back, he was like, I'm out. So now he's yeah. going to use LinkedIn
1: man that I, you but you just like pinpointed one of my like deepest fears right deep state yeah, no hey listen that's <laughs> i know that's going on like i know mm-hmm. that we're being monitored and when you say certain things especially if you're a diplomat or you know for me nobody cares what frank ds says not yet but if i'm in a position where i have influence over a lot of people and i have a, a pot of money <laughs> that people want right which can happen in a business and in, in 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 a political situation or whatever you better believe that there are going to be people who are going to manipulate that information, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'll say this, I also know from the other side of that, working with people who are high-level executives, and I'm sure some of you have probably met these people, they also have people that control that and can go online and find and get rid of things uh, that, you know, other th- they, they've said or posted that. you're. They're like, no, can we clean this up or can you make it the 675th thing that shows up on a search so yeah. that nobody nobody actually sees it, right? Um, and by the way, to me, that also makes me more charitable towards people because I'll say this, I'm 100% sure I said some shit I regret. Oh my God. And anybody who has not said stuff that they regret, I, I guess your friend doesn't regret anything. I forgot what it is. Yeah. I, yeah you know, our friend I, Ron Margus. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had that magic power, you know, uh, but, but yeah, you know, I can think of things where I'm like, ah, uh, at that state, at that point in my life, I didn't have all the information I needed to make a good statement about that yeah. or make like a good choice and you know should i go back and, and do i feel bad about it Do i regret it was well, where i was but people apparently you're supposed to be born perfectly wise and you're yeah. free now um yeah. and yeah, i see uh, that
0: like i i it always drives me crazy when when someone's like getting into politics or something and then they look at some phrase that that was done 40 years ago and said hey you said this then as if Like you know, at that time, at that moment in history, whatever was going on, it was such contextually different. It 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 just it 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 drives me crazy how anything you
2: say can and will be used against you. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. In a court of of Facebook too.
0: Bolalong, which doesn't surprise me, chimes in again. I worry more about people not knowing what Uh. I'm thinking than knowing it.
1: Uh Bola Long you are an enlightened master. See the uh, the reason that you can ask these questions and push back against religious people is because you yourself are enlightened and that's that's why you can do it. I'm just uh you know so I don't have I don't have that level of enlightenment. But that's that's know, a good point, right? <laughs> you know I called
0: Bola Long. I called Bola Long once yeah. just to have a discussion with him where was the energy coming from? Cuz I yeah. was I was concerned that maybe it was a reaction to like wanting to fight the Don Quixote battles, and he yeah. said, "No, Andy, I see the damage it's causing, and I want to be a voice to show that there's an alternative. And if I don't live that voice, then I'm not serving the greater good." And oh. I had a deep, deep respect for him when he shared that in that th- those words.
1: By the way, that that reminds me of a story. Do you guys know Ram Das? You ever heard of Guru Ram Das? very famous guy. He just died. I don't know, a yeah. Years we're ago.
0: all just walking each other home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That guy, one of my favorite anecdotes about him and, and something that I feel like whatever you might think of Ram Dass, this really hit home. He was like, you know, on my shrine, on my meditation shrine, I have, I have a picture of like my gurus and all the people I admire and I, and I have a picture of Donald Trump. Right. And, and he goes, because in many ways, Donald is playing his part and I'm playing my part. And part of my part is to fight back against him. But also at the same time, I realize that he's just playing his part. right? That, that's a voice in the context and fabric of the universe. And I could just see all sorts of people like, oh, my gosh, we're not going to get rid of any of that stuff. It's always going to be there. You're always going to play one role one way or the other. Um, and And the idea that there's these fixed roles, that people are one thing, best you can do is decide on a set of values and go, okay, this is what I'm going to act in the world. And I feel this is my role right now, you know, and and, Mm -hmm. and hopefully, I mean, for me, one of the reasons I took Buddhist vows, which are really kind of like Buddhist intentions is to say, whatever I do, I'm going to try them as much as possible, not to hurt myself and other people unnecessarily. That's the fundamental core of my ethic. I am not going to accomplish that. I want to be clear. It's not going to happen. But I want to try to do that because to live any other way for me is very difficult for me. Um, yeah. But getting on point, point, we need people like him to say the things that he says. We need all these different roles in society. Um, I, I don't know that we, we certainly don't need, you know, more evil people. <laughs> yeah. We know people, we, we certainly have to, you know, uh, and by the way, evil people are people that do evil things.
0: I know. It's We distinguish. We try to get personal and personal, but that's pretty high right. level for this show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the idea, right? Yeah. Um so, you know, what what wh- that's a complex human thing. Mm. I am certainly not perfect nor no I don't even know what that means. I'm just a guy trying to get through life the best that I can and not and do the least damage that I can, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, what I noticed about my behavior over time is that I have I I love social media and I have no desire to interact with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you notice you, that? Well, you A- Andy understood. goes for walks and he interacts with
2: people on his walks.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love. I, I'm on my walks. I'm chit chatting. I, I know every dog by their name. I don't know the owners' names because that's not interesting. And and basically, I just post the picture on Instagram, which automatically sends the picture to Facebook, so I don't need to do it twice. Yeah. And I get to share my warped view of the world for anyone who wants to join me in it. And you know, one out of every 10, no 20 post. I don't realize that I fucked up until I trigger somebody. So like, I take a post of what I find to be a humorous moment in the Netherlands. There's a group of uh, people in a basket, like six Children. children, six kids that are being pulled in a basket. You can't really see their faces. They're way away. But I take a picture of this situation, which is humorous because there's not many countries in the world where you throw like eight kids into this basket and then drive them around. And of course... You know, all of a sudden, there's I get, always
2: going to be that. one It's going to be the
0: trigger, and then the trigger is if that were my kid, I would be pissed yeah. off that you posted the picture of my kid online. Me thinking, I'm not posting a picture of a kid. Me thinking, I'm posting this picture of an amusing situation that only happens in the Netherlands.
1: Oh, totally. I remember that post, by the way, and I remember you. <laughs> I remember all the, the the like. Wait, I didn't know I was doing that. Right? No, it you was know. exactly that. Yeah. I. I and I, yeah. But but how nice you have an intentional way that you use Facebook, right? I mean yeah. that, that, that's that's the point, right? I mean the the fundamental point here, I think, of all this discussion. Look, just use it intentionally, mm-hmm. and be okay with whatever the consequences are. You know, and and always know there's there's a continuum of risk. Um, in in one, in, you can say whatever you want. And that's going to have a particular set of consequences. And if you're okay with those consequences then you know, bless you on you, go on your way. And then there's somewhere in the middle and then there's a, you know, you go back and forth. Um, I have come to the conclusion much like you that I, I feel there's a way that I can use it and I'm more comfortable with it now, but there's still moments where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that again yeah. uh, or until I forget.
0: <laughs> exactly. Until <laughs> so you're really tired on a night, and you press the send button, where you're so tired that that's the last thing you need. But it's almost a self fulfilling prophecy, oh, you know.
1: Man. Yeah. So actually, I was reading some research um, about when we're more likely to post uh, or to make statements that like that, and they're morning at night. Uh, there's oh. something about the way I, I cannot remember exactly what causes that. Some biophysical. Thing that where um, if there's a particular uh, you know state that you're in, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll post that. I'm very risky right now. I don't care about the consequences. But as the day goes on, certain things in your mind, your body, mind start to activate, and you become much more risk averse. You're like, oh, mm. oh man, I can't believe it. So it's even like it's temporal, right? It has a time. Yeah. Summers, by the way, I'm more likely to post something crazy over the summer than I am during the school year. Because wow. during the school year, I'm thinking, oh, I don't have the energy to respond. If I post that, I'm going to have to respond yeah. to somebody. But in the summer, I might be like, I've got three days. Come at me, bro. You know, whatever, <laughs> I've got plenty of time to give you a diatribe on here. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so there's a lot. There's a part of it as well that is uh, you know uh, <sighs> temporal and yeah. contextual I think
0: I yeah. also noticed that I like I don't unfriend people. You know, I don't have really an unfriend. I just pause people or so I don't see them on my timeline. Because what I noticed is you said earlier on the show is that some people just pollute my thoughts. Yeah. So so when there's no reflection on their own belief, and it just comes from a very strong belief, then I don't hear their statement. I hear the underlying belief that they're not letting people see that, that they have. That's it. A, yeah. And so I just say, you know what? I see it. I see it. But why do I want to let that become kind of more what guides my day or the influences that I don't control. So yeah. I'll, I'll just pause those people and then sort of put them in the penalty box for 30 days or
1: something. <laughs> I, I do the same. Actually, uh, there are people who I love personally and w- I want to talk to them face to face, but I'm not quite interested in what they're posting online. And yeah. so I don't defriend them. I'll just mute them. Um, and you know, that way they don't show up. It's exact. By the way, if you think of, of Facebook as an extended mind, right? I, I, branch, I like that idea, right? Like this is- an yeah, Can, we, can mind. we
0: get to that? Because you said earlier on the yeah. show that you use the term extended mind. And yeah. I'd love if you kind of like give us a, a a story of what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, so like it, we we extend our minds, right? Like as a musician, if I use a metronome, that's my mind extended. I'm not having to internalize tempo or pulse because it's clicking at me. So I am using a tool to take the place of something that I might have to cognitively process. That's okay. a basic understanding of an extended mind, right? So our minds are extended. Our car is an extension of a particular thing we want to do. It's a technology that extends our, our desire to, to drive, right? Uh, or to get to a different place. Mm. But, but like social media is an extended social mind, right? It is, it, you know, where we would have, as Bumbles was saying before, you know, World War II you're isolated um you know you're not getting out of your house because your city's getting bombed you know you don't have any way of extending your social network outside of these very small groups right so we've created an artificial extended mind that takes the place of a lot of things like remembering birthdays uh keeping up with your friend that is um you know now their business is booming keeping up with that person you met a couple of years ago you thought is really interesting and you want on their show right and because we have now extended or uh, um, externalized, if you will, that aspect of our mind to an automated or or, well, a network, a a digital uh, network, a virtual network. We don't have to process that as much anymore. Facebook will do that for us, but it can also manipulate us because it gets to choose, you know, what we're going to respond to, what's going to give it media, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I think about in terms of that extended mind. Now, the other side of that is what you were saying is, if I'm going to be on that space, then let me curate some of that. Right? I don't want Facebook to constantly choose what what aspect of, of this mind my attention goes to. Mm. Just like I can focus on the fact that I'm going to die one day, which is true, or I can focus on the fact that I'm alive. Both are true, right? Mm-hmm. I like to have both there, but some days I don't want to think about my death. I want to think about being alive. Some days I want to think about my death. I'm like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't eat that today. Mm-hmm. That's redo your life a little bit, right? Um, so, so I think this is the same thing. I don't want to hear from that guy today. That's yeah. not where my mental state needs to be. And so that's that's kind of the analogy that I draw here.
0: Mm. Totes. I like that. Yeah, I noticed that that it that happened with calendaring, all these things that we were doing that were they became digitized. And yeah. then and then the humor is is that we are, we used to use computers and then we would manage them and now they've come and now they're managing us. So the, so that that's the beautiful gift they give in return is that my calendar now manages me.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Satan's little helpers, right? They're helping, helping to make that happen. You know, both the little helpers that are creating the software and then the software itself, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that, it's a blessing and a curse of modern life, right? I, I'm so yeah. glad that I don't have to you know remember some of the things i used to have to remember like phone numbers you know like i'm glad i don't have to remember that anymore i'm glad that i can just go you know call andy you know yeah. and siri, siri remembers but siri also remembers how many times i call andy sends it to facebook and then facebook shows me more andy posts <laughs> especially if the posts have something to do with the words that they caught in our conversation you know yeah and yeah every time andy says uh indiana university or whatever. Boom! Oh, yeah, man. Andy's my friend. He was at Indiana. You know, it's so and I'm I'm, uh, that's not exactly what happens, of course. No, but but I mean, we
0: know those algorithms are so nuanced that there's things that like I get in my feed and I and I think to myself, how the hell could they have known that this is something I was looking for? Because I don't remember having done anything ABC. So some way they've derived that that information somewhere that that is mind blowing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and it's sophisticated and it's bigger than what you can manage all the time because you, you know, there's only so much bandwidth that you have in a given day yeah. to figure what's going on out. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Nice to be with you. Thank you for yeah, joining you us too. for the hour. And thanks. I'm really excited you let Bambos talk today. I was, that was a really know, nice, it nice, it was very nice you- of you.
0: Well, you shared with me that I had to be conscious of him. So I just heightened my awareness that he's also sitting next to me. If
2: I really <laughs> want to talk, I just do this. You just poke I, him? I poke oh. him.
1: Bumbles. <laughs> by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm poking fun at Andy, but I had that same quality. If I have a friend who's a little more like, you know, internalizing or I might get along with him great. Like actually ends up, it builds a nice relationship. But I often have to monitor that I won't talk over them because I will do it if I'm not conscious of it. Uh, mm. I will say that I have learned to pick up those social cues over time, though. <laughs> We're working on them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> some days yeah. are good. Some days are better than others, you know.
1: And oh, one man. beautiful
0: thing is that we both embrace who we are. It's just I embrace myself a little bit more sometimes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> A little bit better than bambos i just want to make sure we put that out there Bumble's is pretty good but let me just be clear i'm a little bit better
0: thank you frank you know that humor it would probably not get to everyone but that was just uh, much well appreciated well for 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 fully seeing me it's great to feel fully seen in life oh, you know
1: man. all the good things all the good things well, thanks wow. so much for having me here today, guys. It's fun. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you,
0: Frank. We send you some we love, love you. yeah.
1: Right, love to you guys. Next See you later. Time. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it down way. Uh uh.